0: Thank you.
1: in Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Happy Monday. I hope the weekend has treated you well. I can't complain too much about mine. We finally got a break in the weather, and uh, we didn't get any moisture. I mean, we got some up top, but um, we had two days straight without uh, just awful wind, uh, without much more than, uh, you know, a good breeze. So that was handy. Uh, I'm still digging shit out of my eyeballs and, you know, other cracks and crevices, but two days, uh, relief that'll help you help you get cleaned out a little bit. And, uh, <coughs> baseball felt like appropriate to, to play You <laughs> know, like the, the, the weather, the weather cooperated and, uh, yeah. So it was a pretty good weekend and, uh, yeah, this, uh, this episode I recorded here a couple of weeks ago with, uh, Bailey Hunter Robinson on, uh, you know, you sh- if you know him from Instagram, he's a, he's a pretty well-known, uh, tattoo artist. Uh, but as we'll, as you'll hear, uh, in this, uh, this conversation, which I really enjoyed, uh, he, there's a whole lot more to him than that and, uh, fascinating guy and uh good kind of, uh a different take on life and uh, a lot of things that i i agreed with and uh learned a bunch about uh about a whole bunch of different stuff so um yeah this this conversation took off from the get-go and we just went so uh i think you'll like it and uh let's get into the show
0: pretty bright we'll get your ass moving some you're burning daylight
1: we'll get her going but um yeah that uh back. <laughs> um having having the ability to to tattoo and and do it well like no matter how much you hate it I, I mean if you hate it like no matter that it's uh like that's a good one to have in your back pocket like yeah uh, <laughs> there's not many people that have have that it's good and it's bad. It's good because yeah. you, can, you
2: can everyone, no matter what. I think if it was, you know, the end times, which it very well could be.
1: Yeah, um, no people shit. People
2: will huh? always. Want, oh yeah, <laughs> but people people always want to get tattooed. They always want to get drunk. They always want to get tattooed. They always want to get laid, no matter what yeah. happens. It's just like the three things that you can always count on. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but you know the the, the issue for me is being being rural mm-hmm. and then you know tattooing is a, is like a city job you know yeah truthfully so you have to commute a lot so i've got to like zip around and you know just you know schlep my shit over here schlep it over there and so it gets exhausting um whereas like you know you have you have friends that are leather workers or or whatever and they can work right you know yeah the old rancho and they don't have to leave you know so they sort of have a little bit they have they have a little bit better thing going on
1: well what if you uh Hmm. well i guess i guess being in the tattoo business you can't just set up shop anywhere and i mean you can uh, physically but like there's a lot of laws and shit that are involved there so uh, I mean it, you
2: know laws are just kind of like eh, you know yeah <laughs> I mean, well yeah uh,
1: no I I think we're very very much on the same page on that end but I I'm, I'm just thinking from like a sheer pain in the ass standpoint like if you yeah. if you wanted to be where like like this is my shop my shop is wherever the fuck my trailer is you know like you could you could put like a living quarters trailer uh with a tattoo shop But like how many, like realistically without having to worry about just either, you know, like to be legal or you, you know, or you slip cash under the table, but like, you know, sometimes that ain't going to work. So like, is that even like feasible realistically?
3: Yeah, it completely is. Like,
2: okay i mean i've tattooed for 18 years i don't you know someone's like do you have a license i'm like fuck is a license you know like i don't need (laughs) a license yeah Uh, i just i've i've worked in all kinds of shops all kinds of places i've tattooed farriers and barns um you know the thing is it's it's just what you make it it's an outlaw job and you know what it's become now is like this sort of reflection of modern society where everything's like pc and woke and like tattoos are therapy and, and whatever superficial
1: the f- like. and all that bullshit yeah
2: right And you know i got tattooed a lot because i was just a horribly angry hostile kid you know and i yeah. was hanging out with older guys you know they had like you know lots of tattoos obviously they were tattooers they had cool trucks cool you know uh, all this cool shit, and they're like, "Oh, I want that for me," <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I want to, I want to listen to whatever I want to listen to all day, and then just, you know, and just like tattoo, like how cool it was very dumb. But now, I guess you know, for me, um, it's I don't want, I don't, I never wanted to appeal, and I, this sounds whatever, but take it as you will. I don't want to appeal to like normies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, if it's like, oh, like that guy's kind of weird or like, what a strange place to get tattooed. Like, blah, blah. Well, that's fine. I don't want your business. I don't want you. We're, we're clearly not on the same level. Yeah. You know? You've got a little element of danger to tattooing. That's what it was all about. I mean, I remember going and getting my first tattoo. You know, my heart was like about to jump out of my throat. Terrifying experience. And, you know, and now you ask someone, oh who did your first tattoo? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you the guy's name. I can tell you the way the shot smelled. I can tell you, I mean, it was like, it was a, you know, awesome, but also like very intimidating experience. So some of the 90% of the magic in tattooing is gone. That, that kind of outlaw sort of danger, you know, fringe society shit. And, you know, it leaving allowed dorks like me to enter it because it left the biker. Aspect, so you know, like mm-hmm. kind of like it was like me, just kind of like I'm kind of like just you know, ugh, you know? yeah, <laughs> like I'm not like some tough, yeah, but it was it opened the door for, for people who, like need a tattoo, uh, or, you know, that's one's opinion, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but here I am.
1: Well, you know, I just uh, like the more the more I I, I grow up, and and the more more shit that I do, and the more people I talk to, like the more I realize I have like I have way more of an of an artist brain, but like I've, I've got that like semi autistic deal going on where like I'm I'm hyper focused on one thing, but I got I kind of neglect the rest of the world, and I think a lot of like artists are kind of like that too, and uh, and, but that being said, like I can't draw for shit um i can kind of somewhat play guitar and uh but i can i can spin the hell out of a dick joke you know like i'm i'm pretty good at at just coming up with a dick joke uh you know for about any occasion yeah
3: you got
2: it you know words wordsmithing is an art form no doubt
1: yeah (laughs) and uh you know it's just uh but I, I can see I I I feel I feel like we're on kind of parallel universes here because I uh I feel the same way about tattooing as uh as comedy. Like stand up comedy is a very much a city gig. Like yeah outside of the like like Foxworthy and Rodney Carrington, I don't know if there's any other like like really big country uh country comedians and and i'm leaving ron white and uh and larry the cable guy and bill ingvall out of that equation because i don't think ron white was country but he left the country as fast as he fucking could and uh and larry the cable Guy's always been a city kid just with a with an alter ego uh bill ingvall he he's like known as a as kind of a city guy wanting to be country, and Foxworthy's a sure enough redneck, and Carrington is a sure enough just like drunk cowboy from Oklahoma. Like maybe not a good cowboy, but he's a drunk cowboy from Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, but I like outside of those two, I can't think of like any like really you know like rural like comedians that have made it big and i i've been thinking about trying to uh try some and i'm just like god damn man it i i should have started 15 years ago uh because i i live two hours or hour and a half two hours from reno and that's probably the closest open mic and uh and so now like I got a wife and two kids. I can't do anything like that. Like I can't I can't drive to Reno and, and hit open mics during the week uh and still get back and, and ride pins and, and be fucking productive the next day. Uh so like now I like I'm trying to figure out how to make this this podcast somewhat successful so that I can go practice stand up every now and then when I when I get a gig and then maybe sometime, you know, be able to, to like kind of hit the road here and there and, and make some kind of somewhat, you know, decent money at it. Uh, but you know, you can't like, you can't get good at it unless you're like practicing at it. And I don't know. It's, uh, and and I ain't moving to the city. So fuck Fuck all that. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's too. And it's, it's like you
2: said, trying to balance between, you know, anytime you've got livestock or livestock responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of time. I mean, I've been at it every day this week, you know, from sun up till past sundown. I mean, I just, you know, we just wrapped up a few minutes ago and I just walked in there. Um, You know, I could be painting or drawing or reading a book uh, you know it's like you just there's just not that much time you have greater responsibilities so you know yeah it's sort of like the artistic what i call it truthfully it takes a back burner you know i mean yeah i tattoo one day a week um not even every day or not you know what i'm saying not even every allotted one day of the week uh, mm-hmm. usually i tattoo saturday um and that's pretty much it Yeah. You know? i mean and even now, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I should, oh, I shouldn't do it, you know. I should, yeah, I shouldn't leave and go. But so that's the thing. I mean, I, I totally get it. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah. You know? But kind of a segue in what you're saying, sort of like rural lifestyle versus city comedy or city city, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like, I mean, that's that's the problem. You know, like had I never. Yeah. Gone to a friend's house that had. Cable, I never would have realized. I never would have probably yearned for the city, you know, or or whatever yeah. bullshit the city had to offer. But I did. It polluted my little brain, and the next thing I know, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're living in the city. You know, it's like you're getting fucking trashed every night, and you know, it's it's just it's strange, you know. Um, yeah. If you if you had not been exposed to the things that we're being piped into your friend's home via the television, you would, you know, who knows, you know, who knows yeah. what path you would have taken or, or maybe, maybe comedy wouldn't be your, your thing, you know, maybe yeah. tattooing wouldn't be my, I mean, would we be better off without either one of those? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you, you don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, we were talking before we started recording and, uh, and you'd mentioned it before when we were texting but you, you uh like you're really good at, at what you do but like that's it's not your like you said just back burner not your your ultimate passion and you, you called it instead just stripper money and i thought I think that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome way to to put yeah. something like that that's true. For sure. I mean, the thing is, you know, to get good at tattooing or, or you know, painting
2: or whatever, you obviously dedicate a lot of your time to it. And I did. I, you know, I literally trapped myself inside for years and did nothing but, but practice, stuck, paint, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I was obsessed. But, you know, a 24 year old kid is, you know, Living out the dream of a 16 or 15 year old kid, you know, like, man, that's 15 or 16 year old kid would be proud of me right now. Yeah. And then you get a little older and you're like, eh, I'm kind of bummed on that 24 year old kid that was doing that, you know, like, or, or even his behavior in general mm-hmm. sucked. And then you get a little older on that. You're like, eh. And then you realize, I don't know, like, you just realize, like, you really need to do what your calling is. You need to get, you need to do what your, Passion is whatever it is, you know. Um, so you start getting back into the, maybe getting back to the stuff that you kind of grew up doing or whatever. Um, yeah, but it makes more sense when you're older. or At least it did me. Um, I was able to focus, take things more seriously, and and balance responsibilities. You know, I'm able to. You know, I, I got to a certain level of tattooing. That's awesome. I clearly don't want to get below that level. Um, but do I want, am I satisfied with what my tattoos look like now? Yes. Actually more so than what they did when I was like, you know, Bailey Hunter Robinson or whoever the fuck that douchebag was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, uh, I'm, I'm more satisfied with what, you know, when I do someone now, I'm like, Hey, I like that a lot better. Yeah. It's like, it's, you cut down the frosting on the cake, the older you get with, I, mean, I think a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so you know i don't need every trick in the book in a tattoo sometimes tattoo just needs to be exactly what you want, you want a cow skull but well, hey maybe that's exactly what you want and that's where you don't need eight colors a fucking feather star no. you, think you need an that's powerful that's more powerful by itself than the, all the frosting if you if you know what I mean. it's almost like if To to talk about comedy, it'd be like the difference between you know fucking, I don't know Andrew Dice Clay,
1: yeah,
3: (laughs) you know, um,
2: yeah,
1: like like like, um, fucking any any late night host, you know, and uh, that yeah yeah, I like Andrew's yeah, like like, then you're like. (laughs) Thicker <laughs> and thicker and duck. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's a the guy's. Uh, yeah, he, what a what a <laughs> what okay. a funny motherfucker, man. Man, he's uh yeah. It's, it's insane.
0: Yeah, we live in today.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. it, it really is. It's like it's like why. uh like I, I don't. I don't know if I even care so much for Rogan's comedy. Like, I, I think he's, he's pretty funny, but just the way he, uh, like once you're, once you're in and, and like, he's talking to a guy, like there, there's no pussyfooting around anything. Like they just go at it and they talk. And, uh, and like, that's like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in, even in my like top 15 as far as comedians go, but. There's a reason why he's the number one podcast on earth. I mean, like that, that guy's good at what he does.
2: Oh yeah. Even like with Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Hilarious, but listen to Oh, He's brilliant. You know, like oh, man, to engage. He's funny, but he's, but he's just dropped in fact. He's dropping you know he's dropping all this knowledge oh it and it makes awesome. his you know, comedy like, that so much many-
1: better after you after you yeah. hear something like that and then you go back and and watch uh some of those sketches from Chappelle's show and watch some of his uh his old stand-up af- after just listening to him uh talk for a while and you're just like fuck that joke's even funnier than i thought it was
3: oh yeah
1: and it's like yeah like, when he, he, he you you add those layers
3: yeah, yeah. I, I just—I think uh, yeah. someone's like just thing
2: like just their character, care, character, character, and they're crazy and they're funny, and they'll say anything. I mean, I'll generally say anything, especially yeah. if I think the people near me are gonna be made like uncomfortable. I'm like I might not <sighs> even believe it, but I'll just talk
1: about. It, say it, I, I love I, the you know, uncomfortable. I <laughs> I fucking thrive in the uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I love it so much. And uh, uh, I, it's a it's a tricky thing though. Like
2: with tattooing though, you know, now tattooing it's very it's like so like a few years ago these these tattooers um tried to get me canceled, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like cancel culture. Yeah. And they're like, Well he he like picture on Instagram. Can you believe that? And I'm like what you know and so they're like he he liked this picture on instagram he's awful blah blah and i'm I'm thinking to myself like if, if you think that's bad you should you should actually you should hang out and think my actual thoughts you know like if oh, you yeah. really thought about things you'd be mortified <laughs>
3: but
2: you can't cancel people that don't give a fuck like what do, you, what do you take away from me you know and that's the beauty about about never doing you know never following the exact rules you know so if you don't follow the exact rules how are they going to cancel you like oh no one wants to get tattooed by me that's okay i'll just go fucking stay work oh no one wants to get tattooed by me that's okay i'll just fucking ride colts or whatever. you know there's yeah. always a backup oh um, yeah so it doesn't really you can't you know you can't fuck with people that don't fucking care about that kind of bullshit you know and yeah. so you have you have to be ungovernable i mean it goes but you do you yeah have to be ungovernable at the drop of a hat so
1: anyways yeah i think thanks. so hey um before we continue um you might kill your video your uh your sounds coming across a little choppy and and uh being dark and everything you yeah just uh kill the video and i think the i think it'll come through uh, a little little smoother better little, yeah yes sir I think oh. uh i think so but i man i i love everything like i was trying to draw a comparison in my head to uh to bring it back to cowboy and because like you said you know tattooing was stripper money for you and like uh like i've just been visiting with you a little bit over text like you're uh you you're riding colts and uh and that you know of course that leads into like the whether it's rope horses or, or show horses what a whatever that case may be and then once you get in that world that's a whole different deal and that becomes more and more like the the real world that we're living in um just cutthroat backstabbing and just superficial as fuck and and yeah, at the, the w- at the same time pc
2: oh yeah i mean it was, for me the worst ever was was working for certain Trainers and riding for them, you know, like um cow horse trainers and whatnot, but then mm-hmm. I also i my one of my best friends is um you know top cow horse trainers, you know, and so it's you know whatever it's it's different personalities, different people but i i never I never really wanted or had any interest in performance horse stuff like at all. I just would be like well, how come this person's horse does this and mine doesn't mm-hmm. how come they're, you know how come they're able to do that and, and I, mine can or, or whatever so then you know curiosity takes control and next thing you know you're you know living here doing this doing that um but you know but i will say i got i moved i moved to texas which um i know people are gonna be very offended by this i fucking hate texas um <laughs> it's a hot hot humid nightmare
1: um, yeah fuck that humidity it's it's miserable, and people are
2: like I look pretty fucked up. Like i I mean, you can't see me because it's dark. I look better in the dark, much more <laughs> handsome. But um, I mean, I'm pretty fucked up looking individual. I have lots of tattoos, and I'm long hair. It just doesn't really meet the, you know, whatever like standard or whatever to call yeah. it. But um, uh, anyways, living there was real hard for me. I lived there for a year and some change. Um, I got a chance to ride with a really awesome trainer there. Um, kind of just this uh, older fella, um, old school guy, you know, like yeah. um, he used to ride when he was a kid for John Burris. Okay. Um, who was like the old folk musician, musician, but also yeah. like road horse trainer in general. So, you know, he's, he's, he's awesome. Um so I, I definitely, that was a pretty pivotal point for me um i learned a lot and i learned a lot about myself that i could really and i, I usually i'm like oh this you know like this is terrible i can't handle the weather or whatever and i split but i was like no i'm i'm fucking committed for at least this amount of time and yeah i sucked it up and i did it you know i lived in texas for over a year never met a friend never made one single friend nothing pretty no weird shit. yeah and then um anyways yeah then, you know moved back to new mexico for a bit and that wasn't really that great um i think you know you and i just discussed a few weeks ago the parallels of sort of tattooing and um working for you know riding a horse trainer riding a horse trainer um Kind of like the ownership that sometimes they can they can have, and then sometimes they don't. You know, like I've tattooed for people, and they are amazing, or with people, or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. And, um, here's the key to the shop. Here's this. Here's that. Come and go as you please. Here's a proper percentage for you. You know, and you love them, and they love you, and you have a great relationship. But then there's yeah. those guys that think and like mentally manipulate you and keep you under their thumb. And you've got the same thing, you know, the parallels, like we discussed. Um, yeah. So You know, and, I, and I've had a lot of that too, where, I mean, I recently worked road for a guy and he knew I showed up with two horses and, you know, he got to get rid of this one horse. Why? we got rid of him, you know? And so I didn't have a choice. I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I was, you know, more or less forced to sell this, this little colt. Um, so I did. But, you know, the thing is, is they... My buddy was like, "Oh, that's that's cool. he sold him I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's whatever." But the thing is, is that it, it was the manipulation. It was a tactic, you know. It's like, well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna show this guy kind of like who the boss is. Mm. But once again, you you know you have to give respect to get respect. And if you're not gonna respect me, then why would I respect you? If you're not if you're gonna try to govern me, yeah. You know? So then the other day, I just waited and decided I woke up the other morning, or I don't know, whenever the fuck it was. It was a Saturday a while back. And I said, "Mm, Today I'm just going to leave. And I started packing (laughs) my. I just left, just right in the middle of the fucking day, you know? Because I I guess, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, is it shouldn't have to be that way, you know?
1: No, it it shouldn't. We had a a really good discussion here. uh, That was a week or two ago uh with a guy, uh Zach Sargent. He's out uh northern Colorado right now, but he's uh, he's a Texan, uh air, uh cowboy out in Arizona quite a bit. And now he's uh he's running some high risk calves up uh up for a feedlot. And <laughs> and then uh a gal I know from, from college uh, her and her husband uh, are running cattle out in uh, Nebraska sand and we talked about kind of that balance between the cowboy and the rancher, you know, employee employer. And, uh, you know, like anybody that cowboys for a living, whether they're good or not, they're pretty independent, uh, independent minded, uh, type of person. And, and the biggest thing is respect, like respect and a little bit of appreci- appreciation goes a long fucking way. Uh, like we we all know the pace sucks we all know that the horses may not be great, and your your days may last twenty hours. So you don't fucking know. Um, and and but we sign on for all that. But that being said, a little, like, little appreciation goes long fucking ways because you're uh, asking us to do a pretty goddamn hard job, and not paying us a whole hell of a lot. Oh, yeah, and I'm,
2: I've been around so many people too. Like I've, I've been really fortunate, you know. Um, a lot of the people that I'm. Very good friends with have have worked with they would never ask you to do something they wouldn't do themselves, yeah they I mean they set the pace for the work, you're like, mm-hmm. holy God. you know, and you're just like, wow, and you are just it inspires you to work. That much harder, you know, and it's like it and you're learning you're you're you know and you're you're helping create something i don't know i i that's what I love about it it's it's like if you, if the situation is the right situation, there's so much pride in what you're doing um you know there's there's just i don't know there's, theres nothing like it, you know you're outside all day, your base is sunburn windburn you're cold, you're hot, whatever, but you're out in it together you're you know i don't know there's like i just it's it's just the best thing in the world to me. I think, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of days there's a lot of stuff I'd rather do, but I, uh, I still, and I've had chances to do other things, but I've come back to you know, punch of cows and I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I like it. And, uh, and it's just, there, there's some freedom to it. There's, uh, but like like you said you know going going back to that whole whole relationship, it's uh you know like the, the I don't know like the you know the ride for the brand thing has been uh has been big in the cowboy community forever, and then you get to really thinking about it, and it's like ah that that was that was a rancher uh p r move because uh <laughs> You know, you know, any cowboy way back when, if they if they didn't like the outfit, they just fucking up and left. They, they would they'd ride it for the brand as long as it was worth riding for, or as long as it got them to where they wanted to go, and then then they would they'd split. So, <laughs> and uh, and so like, and then just the more more I've been around, some of these guys that the you know the older they get, and they've seen more, a little more, a uh, few more miles than I have, and and uh and I, and so there's sometimes where are like yeah i, I ain't as cowboys, as i think i am but uh you know like uh when, when you get a you find a good gig you know sometimes it'll make you a little soft but uh you know it is what it is
3: yeah
2: yeah i mean we're where at now in stanley valley i mean you know this entire crew or you know they're they've been like family to me for years you know and it was mm-hmm. just it was it's funny how life has a way to of sometimes, you know, like door like I had some pretty some pretty hard rejections, like some big doors closed in front of me, you know. And I was really bummed out, really depressed about it. Um I just was just too ornery to quit on my, you know, whatever I thought my path was. I just kept on going. And then just, you know, just out of nowhere. Timing is everything. Out of nowhere, I was just boom, let's you know, hey just come on. All right, cool. So here I am, you know, and um i'm up here everything's amazing it's i mean i you know truly awesome and i'm just so thankful and so grateful and that's the thing is the people that you meet in those situations are or you know um through cowboying or you know and I, I, you know, even even some tattooers are nice you know yeah far between but i am even friends with a few of those guys but you know it's like um you know uh horse training cowboy i don't know any kind of like animal husbandry i think it, it draws like a certain type of person um a personality um or at least a few similar type personalities and some of those people I just really resonate with. I I love them um some people I've met for a week and I remember I remember everything about the week you know you just left a really yeah. a big impression on you know and yeah. and that's huge um so i don't know yeah like i said it's your path i don't know i don't know if, you know that sounded like hippy dippy um i do have long hair so yeah <laughs> 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 well, but you know it's like, um, yeah, the, it's just. I mean, I was telling you, I was out a year ago, and then things got better, and then they got the valley got you know got peaks and valleys, got into a dark valley, and then boom, just out of nowhere, this this opportunity opened up. Here I am, and I'm every honestly every day I'm just like, holy shit! I'm so, I'm just thrilled to be here, thrilled to wake up here, thrilled to go to work here, thrilled yeah. to laugh all day. You know, and laugh through the work. You know, um, yeah. It's, I love it. You know, and so I will bust my fucking ass in that situation. I will do whatever it takes to pull my weight and more. You know, and so that's and I think that's that's just important. You know, it's, it's important to feel that.
1: I guess community or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah, I uh, yeah I think I'm I'm on the same page with you. There like, there's certain people. And you meet and you're just like, those, those are my people. I, like, I don't, I you don't have to know them for very long, but you get a feeling and you're just like, yeah, though those are my people. And, uh, okay. and, and you just, yeah, then you just, you run through a wall for them. And, uh, but like they, they, you know, they do the same for you. And, and that like, I got, I've got a lot of friends, but like people like that are, I mean, you know, I've got a you know, pretty short list of, of, you know, just like, those are, those are my people, you know? And, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, those are, those are good ones to find. And and when you can find, you know, you find the right situation, it, yeah, it's something, something clicks and it's, it's just good.
2: Yeah, it's great. And it's it's literally, it's life changing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So yeah, I mean, that's, I'm just I'm just fortunate, and yeah, I'm living in living in the the big stall, and, and it's you know it's it's cool. I just I I'm super grateful. Um, and I'm I'm close enough to Taos where I can go on Saturdays. One day a week tattoo, you know. Um, and uh, I mean Taos isn't like the hub of tattoo culture, but, but it gets
1: the job done, I suppose. Um, well, and it's, it's I mean that place has changed. It's it's a pretty cool town too if you've never been there, so it's there's that too. Yeah,
3: it's, yeah, it's it's
2: got a lot of it's got a lot of charm still. I mean, it's pretty much like a miniature
1: Los Angeles at this point. But Oh, it, I, can <laughs> ima- I can imagine I can imagine but like Yeah, the the, the old shit is uh, uh New Mexico's cool. Uh like what what do you do you grow up right there uh in northern New Mexico or? I didn't. I, you you broke up for a second. What was it? I uh, said. So where where did you did you grow up in New Mexico? I didn't no. I actually grew up down south um, in Alabama, of all places. Oh no shit.
2: Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> bona fide. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. So in, do you hate Forrest uh, Gump like the other Alabama folk? I uh, know. I don't, I never, I don't really have an opinion about
2: it, to be honest. I mean, I, that's the thing for me is like, so you go places like Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, whatever. And everyone's like, hi, hey, y'all and all this. I'm like, I, I grew up there. I've never said y'all in my entire life. <laughs> like, I've never, <laughs> never like, I've never once said it. And I, I remember eating at some restaurant in Austin against my will, of course, but yes. I, was, I was eating there. This waiter's like, how do y'all like this place? Dude, fucking I just stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> told me, um, you know, and I never really—I mean, I have a weird voice. So I'm fucking, you know, but I never had like that kind of just like Alabama Southern drawl
1: um, No, I, I, uh, I, I why you you talked about uh, New Mexico, and so that's just kind of uh, that—that's kind of what what fits you more. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, you no, know, my my dad, he was a big um. He was big, back in and stuff, and he was a big hunter. So he yeah. was always over over the west, the southwest, you name mm. it. And he was much older. It was fifty when he had me. So you know, oh. like back back when he was younger, you could actually just kind of guess do whatever the fuck you wanted. You know, <laughs> like
1: you could. Oh have, yeah, my my father in law. Well, my dad too. But like, uh, you know, we we grew up in, in southeast Colorado, uh, south southwest Kansas. Uh, But my father-in-law is, uh, he was born in Montana and then I grew up in, in, uh, Reno. Uh, but back before Reno was, uh, you know, Reno was like 50,000 people or something like that. And then nothing but fucking desert. And so like, he was a wild man. Like, Holy shit. I thought I did some, some stupid shit in high school, but my God, like not even close. (laughs) I was a church boy compared to that, that guy. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> like the, the laws were weren't as strict back then. Yeah, things were, <laughs> Things seemed very, very different back then. It was a different, mm-hmm. different. Yeah, that's wild. Them. Um, so Alabama. So, uh what what part of Alabama? I'm not. I don't thought that makes any um, difference to me. I don't know enough about it, but. Mm like the humid
2: hot part with pine trees <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it's i guess it's off i test, It's like a little shithole town between mobile
1: and montgomery oh so um, you're way down south just then. tiny little yeah yeah so and, i uh, i tend so like that's the up, one that goes um um across the poncha train right
3: Oh, I don't
2: really know. I kind of black out every time I have to, I ever had to go through Louisiana and Mississippi. I just,
1: I don't know. I just kind of blocked it out. I just associate. But that's handle. the, like the main interstate going down there. Like, uh, yeah. Through, yeah. through Louisiana and Texas. I think I ten, yeah, 10 takes
2: you to California, doesn't it? I,
1: think, I so. think so. Yeah. See, we went, we went to, uh, Biloxi for, for my senior trip. And that was All based off of uh, the Jack Ingram song "Down in Biloxi." We we were dumb.
3: (laughs) Walter
2: Walter, was a watercolor painter from Biloxi. I think maybe in the twenties, thirties. Pretty, pretty interesting guy. I I remember that's one thing I learned in school. (laughs) One of of, like the five things I remember from school.
3: That's funny. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah, I grew up there. I wanted living kind of all over the place and, always, and you know, back and forth all through the Southwest. And, um, I always wanted to make Montana work for me and I would go up there and try to make it work and it wouldn't work. And then years later, try again, and it wouldn't work. But yeah, like I said, some doors aren't supposed to be, they're just closed for a reason, yeah. you know? I mean, they're not open for you. You gotta yeah, be like, sure. okay, like a beat on, enough to prove that i wanted in, but it proved to me I, it didn't want me in so now it's time to reroute and figure out what's gonna work you know so
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: um yeah
1: that, i that's that's pretty cool I, uh, I i don't mean to bring it back but i just i had it was funny thinking back on the we uh we listened to that song uh down in biloxi and uh and that that was like we were dumb enough, we we're like, I like that song, and we we're like deciding where we we're going to go for a senior trip, and we we're like, how about Biloxi, Mississippi? And there was basically four of us that uh, that bullied the rest of the the you know nineteen person class that to to go down there. But it was it was cool as shit, you know. Like Biloxi would have been way cooler if we were twenty one. Um, but we we got to party on Bourbon Street for a couple hours and. Uh, went to a gator farm, and so like it it was, it all turned out pretty good. But it was funny how how fucking stupid you are when you're that young.
3: I still still, have, also,
2: you know, I mean, I just have daydreams. I'm like, oh, like I think we'd be amazing. You know, so, I don't know. I put all this energy into it, and then it's not, and I'm devastated. You know, I'm yeah. Like, oh, like I thought that this was gonna be like, like over the first time I went to to California, I was I was like, well, certainly it's gonna be like
1: awesome, and like I don't, you know whatever. You're like, Pam like, Anderson's do gonna show me your <laughs> tits as soon as I get off the plane. <laughs> oh,
3: dropped off. Ah, oh, right, we're we're back. Watch it, man. We
2: were on this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, go there and you know, it's gonna be so fucking so cool, and it's just it's nothing like you thought it was, and you're devastated. Um, yeah. Or. I'm mean, I- I always freak out and drive, drive around by myself, you know, Thanksgiving, I would say, okay, I'll leave, I'll leave New Mexico and I'll take, make a big circle. I'll go all over, you know, Southwestern Colorado for the day. And I would go to like all the spots and, and they were perfect and it was a perfect day. And I shared it with fucking no one, just Mm. me, you know, and, um, you know, so like some things are great, you know, some things, um, well, I don't know. Like the, the, I guess I didn't have like a real direction, but I'm like I'm always.
1: We're having hell.
3: We're yeah, having I'm, I'll, I'll
1: I'll kill my video too. See if that that helps any. A very nice picture of you in a Christmas
3: sweater.
2: Pop. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
2: very dapper (laughs) yeah you know it's like i've got you know i have this focus and you know whatever and and that's that's my goals these are my goals my goals are i you know i write my goals down in a notebook or a piece of paper and i write them over and over and over and over and they seem like they're not going to happen and then tie you learn to be a little patient and they start happening you start meeting the right people the right things start happening it's great, you know? And and so I don't know. I I think that not all daydreams are end in tra- <laughs> tragedy. Um sometimes yeah, sometimes the, the fantasy is shittier than the reality, actually. Sometimes the reality is way better. Um Yeah. But then again, sometimes
1: sometimes it's the opposite, you know. I
3: <laughs> it's just that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. that's it, uh I mean it, it is yeah like but then you, you know, sometimes those those things that you're just really devastated by at the time you look back on them you know five ten fifteen years down the road and you're like huh. actually it was kind of cool didn't right. realize it at the time but like that was that was kind of cool uh, you- I, like and uh yeah and i don't know life's funny we i, I, I still sometimes yeah that's for sure like i don't know my uh there's just many a times where, like, you get the shit kicked out of you working cows yeah. and, like, but that sticks with you, you know, like, and then, and, you know, whenever that situation comes up again, you're just like, ah, I ain't getting me this time. And, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just funny how, how shit works. But, uh, yeah, it's, life's funny. But I, I'm, I'm convinced we live in a simulation after, after the past, like, five or six years. <laughs> I the, the more, more shit happens, and and just the more outrageous, like just from and from a sheer comedy point of view, like oh, it is the meme,
2: the meme mining is um like the memes are unbelievable. There's I'm a I'm meme obsessed. My phone is like oh man five thousand. Dots of just the best memes, but oh, i don't know so i don't good. think we are living I, I i don't think we're living in a simulation i think we're living under the control of a very 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 small percent of people um mm. you know and i was talking i i went i i went on a on a very rare excursion actually last night i never really hang out with anyone but some some gal asked me to on a date i guess whatever you want to call it so we were having oh. this conversation it didn't go well it did not go well for the record never did. <laughs> um,
3: she was she
2: was more than glad to send me back in but we did conversation, um, which I guess is kind of poignant, but um, you know, we're talking about traditionalism or the lack thereof, the lack of traditional values and, and what's you know, <laughs> the effects yeah. of these
3: things.
2: So yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're being controlled by a small select group of people that obviously have no morals, no um traditional values, no moral compass, whatever you want to call it. And
1: yeah, or, or they it's, do it's and then they're board. just it's yeah. yeah or or their their traditions are, are like not moral and they're not or or they'll take one of our traditions and twist it like so like being proud of the country turned into the, like being proud of the the standing military which we're not supposed to have, but <laughs> at the same time just like i yeah i love I love anybody who's who's willing to like serve like that that that's a vital part of the country um but then that turns into like a uh, love for starting a bunch of wars that gain the average joe like me and you absolutely nothing actually cost us a ton of money oh, but yeah. there's a there's a select few people to get really really rich and uh, and they can play off people like me and you <clears throat> and even like the left wingers back in the day um, who see through the the shit uh, as opposed to the people who buy into all the patriotic bullshit. And I, mean, I just I say that with you know as, as what it is. Like I'm very patriotic, but I don't buy into the the, the pseudo patriotic bullshit that that they lead everybody around the nose by. And <clears throat> yeah, so I think you're right. Um, but also, like. As far like memes are very easy to make because you're just you just making fun of real life. But to yeah, write I mean, a it joke it to write it a itself. good joke, you've gotta like be more absurd than the absurd. And like that, that takes a lot of imagination nowadays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, no, it's true. Yeah, it's it. I mean, if if you would have told me in uh, 2008, when we had uh, Barack Obama and John McCain running for president, like, remember how normal that felt? Yeah. And if you would have told me that Donald Trump was going to be president, followed by Joe Biden with dementia, <laughs> I, like, I, I, you could not have made, I mean, that joke wouldn't have landed back then. No. It's, yeah. I mean, or, it's just, or, I mean, it's or it horrible. would have been a really good joke because it's so absurd that it was funny, and now is, it's, that, just, but like it's, it's just like it's just real life, and you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah, you you can't you can't
2: pay. Too, I don't know. It's I pay too much attention to it. It makes me kind of nuts or crazy. I know. Either, but I mean, it's ritual humiliation. You know, I, I'm so sick of people being like, dude how stupid is this? Is this presidency? How stupid are these people? They're not fucking stupid. It's called ritual humiliation. They're humiliating yeah. you. They're li- they're literally doing this to make you fucking insane. When they tell you, <laughs> when they gaslight you five times a day and tell you that the, what your eyes just saw didn't really yeah. happen, your you just heard didn't really happen. That's called ritual humiliation. They're trying to make you go fucking insane and they've succeeded. There are a lot of people that have lost their mind. I've, I mean, I've, lost a lot of or you know acquaintances whatever over it they were just they were just so fucking crazed about COVID or so crazed about this or that and you know or I'm like hey like just this week or was it last week like all of a sudden Disney is essentially outed as being one of the largest you know Groomers, that yeah. you know, in existence, and I'm like, who would have ever thought that? And then you think about that statement, and you go, oh yeah, everyone would have fucking thought that. Everyone should have been thinking that years ago. Yeah, it's been going on for years, but you're so distracted by all this other stuff. Or, I mean, once you pull the curtain back on what's really happening in modern, you know, modern American or Western society, the the things that are going on, it's fucking horrifying oh it's, I mean, it's insane
1: yeah. 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 yeah like um is it's that? funny is like uh you know we're in the ag community like they're like we're almost programmed to uh to trust these big corporations so like Everybody buys their seed from Pioneer or Monsanto, and uh, and so that means GMOs are, are, are fine, and everybody says they're they're proven to be good. And I've said that many a times, but I've never really looked into like how proven that is. Well, so I mean, those and, are the things. So
2: so you know the the
1: the shot, that was proven to be totally fine, right?
2: Right. <laughs> the first, the second, the fourth, the tenth, the twentieth, and now it's like every single day. There's what five, six, ten soccer players in Europe dropping dead from heart attacks and all kinds, you know, like news anchors yeah. falling over mitocarditis and children. It's horrible. So when people stop, just I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I have no answer for any of it, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't
1: either. It's, 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 it's wild run everything. And then, yeah, then you go back and uh, like you look up uh, how Monsanto and the government both like, tried to play each other and, uh, uh, throw each other under the bus for Agent Orange, who, like, not only if you, like, just the, the fact that our, our soldiers got cancer from it, uh, is bad enough, but then you, you look into it and you're like, oh, this was already banned in the U.S., uh, or not approved because it was too dangerous, um, but, when we wanted to go wipe out a jungle to kill a bunch of Vietnamese people so we could kill them better um uh then then that agent orange became fine, so we sprayed it over there, but oh by the way, no like we somebody's got to spray it, so it's that's, that's a bunch of bunch of our kids that we drafted to go fight a war over there so that we could stop the the spread of communism,
3: right? But they, <laughs> but
2: but you know, <laughs> but but the thing is, like all of the everything, all of history, it's all just if you can't see it being rewritten out and and understand yeah. that it's always been a lie. It's always been a lie. Every bit of it's yeah. been a lie. Yeah, it's that's what
1: blows my mind. I mean, I know it's just like it once 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 you start thinking into it and you dig in into it and you're just like, oh, and a domino falls and a domino falls and you're just like, holy uh, fuck. You're, yeah. Then you're just like, huh? Well, this, this, you just got to play it as comedy now because otherwise, it's too real.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that you're you're 100 correct. It's like I will listen. To, I don't. I'm not big into a lot of podcasts. I remember you. Um, I listened to episodes randomly of various podcasts, and I remember you had done one with uh, the Hatmaker Sampson. Um from canada and i remember he had gone down to those protests or whatever and he was like recounting yeah. his experience you know and i was like i don't you know i was just like man that's, that's fucking awesome but i was also like scared for that guy you know i'm like oh, yeah God. you know like he's what if they come and get him, you know and i'm like that's an insane thing to think about like what if they come and get this guy who's peacefully even if he wasn't peacefully whatever he's he's just cruising around yeah. Saying, hey, like this this is completely, you know, tyrannical. This is this, and it's the yeah. definition of tyranny and you know dictator, dictator like actions. You know, and I'm like, this guy's gonna, they're gonna get him. You know, I was like, I hope they don't, you know, and whatever be all yeah. for him. And then that's the society we live in. Like you have to, you have to be conscious of what you say but also i guess not give a fuck because i you know like i'll say what i feel about certain topics i don't care about the repercussions you know you have mm. to be that way but a lot of people can't a lot of people are like well i'll i'll, I'll you know go to jail or i'll do this or i'll you know like what if i lose my job or this that and the other and you know it's like you just they've kind of got you where they want you you know and so yeah you can't really discuss these these very important topics you know and but I, just, you know, I always, I just thought that was a, that was a really cool thing that, you know, he did. And well, everyone that was involved in that. And, yeah. But they're not, you know,
1: the government's not done though no, You know,
2: they're, they're just warming up. This is, they're warming up. For <sighs> oh
1: man. To yeah. You ain't shitting. And man, I, uh, I, I followed that, uh, that Canadian deal really, really closely because, uh, I, I've got guys like Samson and, uh, and and you know I, I I won't say any last names but you guys know who you are and just because of that type of shit and the, like the point I'm making is um there's there's a listener um up there that he uh, he messaged me on Facebook and uh and I was I was kind of drunk one night and and it was it was all over this covid stuff and and uh, he, like he was worried about uh, his kids happened to get vaccinated and I was, and me, and this is kind of like where we become the arrogant American, uh, Americans. And, and I was like, man, I was like, stop being a pussy and, uh, and stand up for yourself. And then you see what they did to these people, uh, that, that stood up. And then I was like, whoa, fuck. Uh, if I was in his place now, I was like, I kind of get it now. Like why? like, we we call it being a pussy but like man when, when they can just shut off everything take every bit of your money seize all of your assets um without any sort of repercussion like <clears throat> yeah, but to
2: think that can't happen here is is yeah it's foolish it's going to happen here yeah happen i mean that's here. that's it's right on our doorstep I remember yeah, oh and it's already happened. Remember, what was it? Um God, I can't think of her name. She was like some sort of fringe um independent journalist. Um Loomer was her last name or whatever. Oh, Laura like, was, uh, yeah, they like unpersoned her. I just remember reading about yeah. this stuff. You know, and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're in her or not. The fact that they select the over what you know, if what a person's doing is n- not truthful, then no one should worry about it. Oh, you dude, you should. Like,
1: that's just ridiculous. You, do you know who Owen Benjamin is? Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Like, because uh, I remember back when when I was living in Kansas. So I, I've been out here uh, just uh, just over uh, five years. So like five years. Last month, I think. Uh, been out here in Nevada, uh, but I, I remember back in in my house in Syracuse, Kansas, me and my wife were, were newlyweds, and we were watching some dumb uh, some dumb sitcom on TBS, and Owen Benjamin was uh this goofy like kind of retarded character and like weird like weirdly attracted to his mom character on this on this sitcom. And it was pretty damn funny. You know, it was still like a cheesy kind of sitcom, but it was pretty funny. And, um, and then later on, like, I, I heard him on on a podcast or something. And then, uh, and I got to kind of following his stuff and uh, like, i watched his comedy and he was really, really funny. <laughs> and then I was following him on Twitter. Like I, I, I listened to him on Joe Rogan, uh, or no, like he, I had listened to him quite a bit. And he finally, like he, he ended up on Joe Rogan. I was like, oh, this is going to be a really good one. And I remember it was a weird, weird episode. They like had Kurt Metzger, I think was on with him. And uh, I don't know, it, it was just kind of a weird episode. Like they were, they were really kind of arguing back and forth. And then like, you watch this guy and he's just like, he he is awesome um but he is like off the deep end but he went from like a very successful um like kind of on the brink of becoming a, a pretty big star in Hollywood to now he's homesteading up in Idaho <laughs> and it's it is wild to see how that uh, all turned around uh lost
3: delusion Think so. There, right, we're back. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Like I mean if Oh man. I don't know. It's just
2: strange. It's it's strange to you know, like I follow a, a certain number of Instagram accounts and I have to I have to make sure that I don't overindulge in in like, you know, independent journals yeah, journalism. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. But, like I, uh, independent journalism is, so I, I always like, I go to and, like
1: your mainstream and news and me, sources I, to see I'm what like the chatter like, about. Kind of like, and then you go to, the see, podcast, to the, like, from there, journalism. you go to a different source to see what they're talking about.
2: Oh yeah. But you know It's like, but it's, it's just the, it's just a, unbelievable you know and so i don't know i try to just i try to be aware and i try to be knowledgeable but honestly i mean i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen You there i mean do i want to live in a city hell no Do i want to live near a city hell no but do i want to live and stay you know like in you know, the plaza and Taos around all these people that live there. No, yeah. you, don't live. you know, it's because they've, these, these certain types of people have just dispersed and gone everywhere. And so they've made a lot of like otherwise interesting, nice places fairly intolerable for me. I know. And it's, it's um, wild.
3: So, yeah. But it's, you know,
2: where do you go? What do you do? I don't know. I just, I just, that's why I just submerge myself and work and I work seven days a week. And I just get through it, you know, and that's just, <laughs> that's how I do it.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know what else I, if you consider podcast, uh, you know, work, then yeah, I'm, I work <laughs> seven days a week. And oh, yeah, uh,
2: having to listen to me talk is definitely work. Anyone listening to this right now, probably also working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, No, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, uh, but I, I think that's that's a lot of what is missing in, in today's culture. Is uh, like well, social media is awesome for to an extent, but like when when you like when you forget that the people on the other end of your like of what you're 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 throwing at them on social media, when you forget that there's another person on the end of the line, like then like 10 things turned real shitty. I mean, like Twitter turned real shitty, real quick.
2: Yeah. I and- never had Twitter or anything. I, w- I just had like Instagram, you know, and, or that's what I have. And, and I've, I've made friends on it and that I've met them in person and we're legitimate, awesome friends. I mean, yeah. it can be a great tool, but it can also really get in your head and make you feel really lesser than, yeah. or, or like you're, what you're doing is an importance, you know? And the thing is, what you're doing while you're on instagram isn't important you're wasting time you're wa- it's stealing your productivity it's stealing you know it's kind of it's basically just like watching a million a million commercials your attention span's short you know it's like bam 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 all these yep. different images you know this is for sale that's for sale this is cool that's not check this out or you know like these clips or whatever and while many of them are inspiring they can also be like really detrimental, you know? So I think you, you just have to, you have to be careful what kind of content you, you absorb. You mm-hmm. know, like David Goggins, you got to get David Goggins. You got to absorb that energy. Yeah. Um, you know? Um, yeah. He'll, he'll make but, you, you know, want to run through that, a wall. Fuck yeah. You know? And that's, but that's the thing. It's, it's, that's, that's awesome. You know? Or, yeah. But if you, if you follow people that you're, you know, they are like, it's all glitz and wham and it's all, you know, I mean, and their lives might be that way, and if so, that's fucking awesome. That's good for them. Mine yeah. isn't, but you know, um, I also don't want to be like look at ho hum depression all day either. So you just have to be careful what you feed your brain. And and like I said, I, I follow people on Instagram, and I met many of them in real life. After, you know, after the fact, and they're amazing. Like we're like legitimate friends, talk all the time. You know, yeah. Um. So I, I think it's cool, but you just got to be. You got to. It's, what is it what is it that prince said it's like you gotta I can, you gotta be on the internet sometimes but don't let the internet be on you or what i don't remember. yeah what he something said. It like was, that it was fairly poignant i don't know yeah
1: <laughs> not smart enough to remember prince quotes but, yeah uh, and well and then like you, you let shit go to your head you uh <laughs> yeah i don't know like uh then, then you end up uh Slapping Chris Rock on, you know, at the Oscars. He's like, "What? What? The, what the fuck was that all about?" You know, just like I'll tell you what it's about. So supposedly, you know, Oscars are
2: funded by or you know sponsored by Pfizer, right? Yeah. Well, Will Smith's wife has baldness alopecia. Well, guess what? Pfizer has coming out pretty soon, alopecia drugs. Oh uh,
1: fuck! Oh, ah. is, folks. There it is. and uh all right well let's see um th- just for for the record youtube this is, is a comedy show and uh and this is a comedy comedy <laughs> podcast uh, but like uh just for just for funny's sake um yeah like tune back in in a couple That's months <laughs> when it when it when it comes <laughs> true right. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, you know
2: that's that's what I have. Been, I see like, now, you know, I now like, it makes oh, a little more uh, sense. You know? But
1: um I think we can all agree um for for all of its worth, that was over you know, the situation was supposedly over Jada Pinkett Smith. Either way, that that is a that's a dirty He's cunt priceless. right there. That is a dirty cunt he is right there. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bitches I, you know, be dressed.
2: Ladies are never beaten on my door, but never have I been so desperate that I'd be like, "Oh, he's cool. Just I'll just hang out with this gal that just does me dirty all the time." Nah,
1: yeah, off alone. Yeah, so that's uh, nuts. yeah. That she, she's she's the vil- outside of Pfizer. Uh, she's she's the villain in that uh, <laughs> uh, Pfizer. That what a. Man, I mean, if you want to get deeper into it, I i mean, you know, I, I'll say that
2: also one of the, what is it like 1200, 1500 side effects of said jab is, um, um, you can also verify that by doing a little research, <laughs> so, you know, it all ties in together all of a sudden eight year old kids are having heart attacks. Cause that's normal. You know, I mean,
1: I don't know. It's really, it's just terrifying. I want to see um, who the the founder of Pfizer was because, um, have you read the book, um, operation paperclip by Annie Jacobson? No. Oh, you should never, never heard of such. Oh, um, she's, uh, she's also, she reads her own book on audible. She's got a great reading voice and she it's so it's all about how after world war 2 it was a race between the the US the Brits and the Russians to uh scoop up all these Nazi scientists and doctors that were like at the top of the third reich and uh oh yeah many of
2: them came to america and worked yeah. for pharmaceutical companies and all kinds yeah. of things yeah yeah
1: von Braun, uh, the first head of NASA, was uh, also like uh, like the head of the Luftwaffe, I believe.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I've totally. I don't know the exact, you know, what he was the head of. If it is Luftwaffe or whatever, uh, it could be, it could not be. But I have definitely heard that.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, so over she the years. she goes into in great detail, and uh, like, like I said, if if you're out and you're uh you're out of podcasts like get that one on audible and uh it's uh it's a fucking excellent listen i've I haven't read it but i have listened to it and it yeah it's wild but then then you're like uh they were so far ahead on their uh <coughs> on their rockets and stuff uh but then you you like you see what the concentration camps uh, really were and it wasn't just the the jews but like all all the like the retarded kids or just any sort of deformed, like they got
2: it was it was it was German citizens also. It was it yeah. was Lithuanians, it was yeah.
1: um and they got turned into g- like the their uh high pressure like the G suits uh of the day, you know, for for their pilots. Like they the all the testing got done on those people and, and those doctors and, and everybody came over and so like uh, like I I wonder. Um, 1849. Hmm, two cousins who had immigrated to the United States from Ludwigsburg, Germany, in 1849. Ah, hmm. uh, there, there probably, sh- there probably can't be any sort of connection between Nazi Germany and and the Pfizer's. No way that, no way that's possible.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at all this stuff, it's all, glo- you know, it's all globalist. It's mm. all, you know, great yeah. Reset, Klaus Schwab, you know, Davos group. You know what it's, I think
1: uh, really flew under the radar with this whole Ukraine-Russia thing? Zelensky's dancing videos? No? Um, <laughs> that, yes, where he's playing the piano with his dick. I haven't seen that. I just saw when he's was um, dancing around. I'll, uh, I've, I've
2: I'll, I'll a, text
1: you yeah. the I'll text you the the <laughs> link. It's cause they talked about it on drinking bros. And huh. uh and uh so I'll I'll try I'll try to find the YouTube because I think they mm, I, I think they put they put it up on the screen. Uh but anyways, uh that that's uh that's a close second. But the I think the number one thing that has gone completely under the radar is the fact that because of this, uh, you know, the NATO countries had to step up and Germany dumped a hundred billion into their military. And last time Germany had a really strong military didn't go well for the rest of the world.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. It's
2: (coughs) this whole deal. It's, I don't know. I have, plenty of thoughts on it, but it takes all this stuff just takes forever to discuss. You know, I mean, you look at,
1: uh, it's just that, you know, so you well, know, I'm just me, saying, look, just, look at it me. from starting at world war one, Germany got fucked really hard. Oh yeah. And then but, but, world war two happens. It got split in half and it, and it got really fucked on the one half that, that went East and then they got reunited but it still was kind of fucked like there was uh like they had they didn't have any real power and then all of a sudden they've been kind of like gaining some power and then russia does this shit and now all of a sudden there's like boom 100 billion dollars we're putting into our military and mm, shaping up like another world war
2: yeah, I mean, of course, but it's a distraction. I mean, what's happening in your own country? You mm-hmm. got record number homelessness. There, you know, it's like, hey, cut your fucking kid's dick off. Go to work all day. Don't make any money because taxes, fuel, insurance, etc., is exorbitant. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you'll never be able to afford a house at this point. Yeah. Oh, also, while you're at work, you know, like your girlfriend or wife's like, you know, prostituting yourself online. I mean, what the fuck, you know? I'm just saying, like, like everyone's like, oh, bro, like. Like you know, like Ukraine's. Tar- I'm like, fuck. Who gives a fuck, dude? Like, look at God, your. I'm the fucking same country. way. I'm
1: just like, I. I hate <laughs> to sound really callous, but I just don't give a fuck.
2: I mean, th- I just I've always been on the motto of other like you know <laughs> certain problems are there for a reason. They're there to distract you. Yeah. Um, and what's happening here is unbelievable, and it's damn near unbearable. Yeah. And if people okay. start focusing on the real shit, like. Oh, this is happening over there, motherfucker! It just cost you three hundred dollars to put fuel in your truck. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, you know. So yeah, me, and like, none of that had agree. anything
1: to do with this this Ukraine no. Russia deal. That the Ukraine no, the Russia mother- deal is is a distraction for the fact that we eighty percent of the currency that is in uh, circulation right now was printed in the last two years.
2: Well, not to mention, it's it's also just the, the simple thing of they, they they want you to be so broken that that you're like, well, I guess we'll just stop driving vehicles and we'll. Just, I mean, this is insane. They want to push this new green deal agenda. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like solar's great. Like, what do you think solar panels are made of? Oil byproduct. What about yeah. wind turbines? Okay, they they kill eagles. They kill thousands of birds probably millions of birds they cut yeah. off bird wings um it's like you know so all these things
1: yeah but they won't allow, allow, allow you to, to grow toxicants. hemp to right. you know which makes plastics that are biodegradable
2: it's yeah they have a very strict goal and, mm. it's, and it's you know and the thing is like that's what where it's like the will smith thing. Like, oh man like i can't believe that i'm like I didn't even I forgot the Oscars even existed. I'm I'm yeah. over here like you know trying to you know figure out like do you know what next? What are they gonna do next? Like, should I start buying more canned food? You know, I'm like, well, I don't really know what's gonna happen. Um yeah, and that's the thing, it's just people need to really focus on the on the goings on here in America. Look who on look who's buying up all the farmland. Look, yeah, what foreign entities are buying up um ranches, look what mm-hmm. foreign entities are involved in Western culture as far like you know, not, not like like Western civilization, but like, you know, West yeah, American West, yeah. Yeah. Um look you know, look who's trying to buy out water rights. Look who's yeah. look who's dominating all these things. Have, have no you listened to learned.
1: the episode with my dad about the water wars? I haven't, no. Oh man. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll I'm gonna sort of
2: that I that sort of stuff gets me going
1: yeah and uh, and then uh, I, I just republished it uh, this Monday this past Monday it was uh, with Angus McIntosh. and he was a big uh, uh, he was a big private property rights guy when it came to um, like so-called public lands and and grazing allotments and how uh, that that is, that is not a lease you actually own that allotment and and uh, and uh, it's it's too bad he passed so that's what that's the reason I re- I uh, put it back up I wanted to have him and my dad talk about uh like the grazing allotments and the BLM type stuff and uh and then my dad with the groundwater uh rights but didn't get to happen but either way like yeah that stuff is is so important and so like even when you look at like s- shit on a national scale like none of that matters if you don't have any fucking water like nothing else matters. Like you're, you're just like, well, do I die here or do I move? And then, uh,
2: what well, was the same thing? It's like, you know, soon we're going to cut down on carbon emissions by getting rid of cattle. And it's like, you know, okay. So everyone's going to just be vegan and vegetarian. Hardly. No, that can't happen. Obviously. Uh-huh. But you know, these are these crazy outlandish ideas that are being pushed and people like, I mean, where where i'm living now i go to the supermarket and it is not highfalutin and they've got like beyond burgers or whatever this like nasty bill gates yeah. slime sludges and it's just sitting there and i'm like no one and no not one person in this entire i'd say 100 maybe 200 mile radius well that's not true because i guess talus is in the radius but no one in other than that would even consider eating that if they were starving to death they're just like what is this shit um and that's the thing, people aren't, you have to go back to ancestral diets. Real food means real nourishment. You want to talk about skin cancers? That's coming from seed oils. That's coming from all the oils, canola oils. Mm-hmm. Stop cooking with that shit. Stop eating stuff that has that shit in it. And, you know, and, and these are the things, there's so much stuff that they're doing to make you sick. You're, you're being sick. You're being stressed at work. You're, you're being drained of, you know, your livelihood, your accounts, your, you know, your, your great grandfather busted his ass for what now for, you know? And so if you're Mm -hmm. not willing to stand up for that or fight for that or fight for your own health or your own well-being, then, you know, it's like, you can't be saved. I mean, people have to wake up. They have to be like, okay, what is really going on? Take, take an hour. Google, like you said, rights. Google who owns all this, who's buying up all the farmland Google, the side effects of, you know, hyper twist corn syrup, you know, all these things takes an hour and you'll be so much more educated. And you'll be like, Holy fuck, they're killing us. And they are, you know, and they're distracting you with, with bullshit. And then that's, that's what blows my mind. I get all riled up about it. I can go on, but no one, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. Oh man. (laughs) No, it's,
1: it's like when you, when you dig into that even deeper, you're just like, uh, beef exports were up like 80%, uh, from last year. Um, well and you know, the price of beef is going up here and the cattle rancher is going out of business, but like the dairies just keep pumping out milk, which is a subsidized product. And now they're getting more value than ever from uh their basically which was a waste product, which is their steer calves, mm-hmm. um, or, or, or anything from their like their terminal uh terminal animals, like now and like you don't you don't see any uh any holstein steer calves hardly anymore you see a bunch of crossbred cattle which uh which feed out like we just talked about it with corbett wall and how uh <coughs> and, and how now like say they they this they get this deal passed through and now i'm all i'm gonna piss a bunch of people off and now i'm against this uh this uh, bill that's going across just now because it kind of hits me, but like all these, uh, they'll just, um, if they set a a minimum mandate of how much, uh, negotiated cattle they have to have, well, they're they're only going to buy that, that amount. And it will, it'll rise. It'll raise the prices up for a little while, but then they can just keep pumping out, uh, more and more of these crossbred cattle, uh, because that, that just gives the the dairymen more and more incentive to, uh, to to grow their deal, to pump out more and more milk, and they just keep exporting it, uh, <clears throat> over to India and China and on all that that shit. And uh, they they don't give a shit what uh, if the price of beef is too too high here. Just keep exporting it. And oh,
2: well, the, uh, that's, I mean, I think the big obviously like you want listens to this is probably you know in the ag or or aware of it but it's like <clears throat> there's just so many people that that aren't aware of that even you know people that live rurally or in the city they have to you have to start supporting you know your local rancher your local you know mm. Your your local little old lady that sells, you know, eggs, things like that. Like once a week, go grab some. Once, you know, once a month, go grab beef from your local you know, like whatever. But it's yeah. like just cut out the middle man, you know? And that's the thing is people, oh, it's, it's so expensive to do that or whatever. And I'm like, No, it's expensive not to, because you're not, you know, like you're putting money back in your community, you're supporting mm-hmm. your community, you're you're building a relationship within your community, and you're giving people that are literally feeding you your money instead of yep. giving it away to special interest groups or whatever that have no interest in benefiting you or the producer of the you know of the product.
3: But yeah. you know and that's the
2: thing. It's like, you know, I have so many friends or you know acquaintances, I guess you could say I, I know a lot of people who are very disconnected from where their food comes from. You know, and I guess that's from like tattooing, you know, like people that live in like mm-hmm. LA, whatever. And they don't you just they don't really think about it that you have to start thinking about it because according to MSM, there's going to be food shortages and there's going to be all kinds of problems. So if you yep. don't understand, you know, where to get it, how to get it, how it's made, how it's grown, how it's taken care of the blood, sweat and tears that go into, you know, producing cattle or whatever, or, you know, whatever cheap, whatever the fuck, you know, these people are, are interested in, then you know uh, you just don't have respect for it and i think it's you have to have respect for the people that are feeding you, you know? yeah <laughs> like, like that's that's a minimum you know yeah I mean,
1: well and they, they say there's gonna be food shortages i mean how many times have you went to a restaurant and seen like the like wings are off the menu because they don't I will fucking leave but there's no wings i'm just oh, I, I, I know I,
2: it's i never eat out <laughs> You know, like maybe once a year. I'm like, oh I should have just stayed home.
3: Yeah. I'm like, I, I never, you
1: know. Well um <laughs> but
2: yes, yeah, like if I just, if I just, if I, just, wings rope to get them, I would be furious and say, Where yeah. are these fucking wings at?
1: Yeah, well like uh you know, just the Mexican restaurant here in here in town. Um I say town or like it's it's I live in town, but like that's the the really cool thing about this valley is uh it's uh I mean, well, it's awful. People suck here. Don't move here. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, you. Everything like the smallest you can get is uh, two two acres. Uh, uh, that's the smallest parcel, unless oh. you jump through a bunch of hoops because it's zoned just for agriculture. So nice. like you you live in town, but everybody basically lives on five acres. So like you're oh. so it's it's nice. Um, that is cool. But so when I say in town, this little uh, the Mexican restaurant here in town, like it's been probably a month since they've had carne asada uh, on the menu. Like, oh, just cause, yeah, because there's the no back, beef, and the like, the <laughs> I know. I was like, so like, I gotta go to El Pastor, which is great. I mean, I love, I fucking love El Pastor, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beef guy, <clears throat> and I'm just like, how, how dumb is it that? She is out of beef when we have a feedlot right. right here. Yeah, but it but it but that's like the same thing as you know. You get need
2: a part for your truck. Well, guess what? Your truck might be broken down for two weeks now because they can't get it. And that's yeah. like well it's because it ships from across the, the sea. Why can't it just be made here? I don't understand it. Like, at what point is that okay to say? Oh, you know we don't need to produce anything. We'll just import it all. We'll just import everything. And what's happening is this is, this is the result of globalization. This is, you know, this is, this is what happens. However, no one's doing anything about it. No one's saying, well, this is bullshit. You know, we're going to figure this out and start producing said product or we're going to do, you know, there's no, there's no beef in the Valley. For sale to us, even though we are growing and you know, or whatever, like yeah. your situation is, someone's got to say, "Hey, wait a minute, this is insane. Let's fix this right now." You know, yeah. like like I can fix this in five minutes. Hold on. You know, yeah, um, and I think that's just what it has to be. Is people just stepping up? You know, like you just got to. I think that's the big the big you gotta, takeaway. We got to decentralize. Step up. Yeah, you got to decentralize. You got to step up. And you got to what can you do to help out like yep. yourself and your community you know if, mm-hmm. if you like your community you don't like your community fuck yeah. them yeah exactly but, you know take care um, of yours move, though yeah oh yeah or move, move to where there's a better community yeah but you know that's the thing is i just i mean i like i left house last night I, I drove over there um as i before mentioned but um on the way back it was late at night there are people just walking down the fucking mesa road pitch black and I, i'm running pretty fast because i'm trying to get back you know and they're hitchhiking they're just like all night long just like weird fucking i'm just like what is going on out here this is insane it's the grapes know. of it, wrath dude it it truly i don't know it's it's like mad, mad. yeah grapes of wrath and, you know yeah. well
1: um
3: men, you
1: know? <laughs> god damn it dude i feel like you're in my in my head Cause I just, just the other day I talked about, um, uh, it was, uh, I was, I was comparing what's going on in Ukraine with, uh, the Irish war of independence and how, uh, Mark Twain, uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, it's, it's the grapes of wrath, like you said, but like meets M- Mad Max, uh, but also like meet some sort of like sci-fi, like futuristic sci-fi.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm afraid we're gonna live in past,
1: present, and future all at once. That's like, a we're, lot. we're living That's a in Star too- Wars. <laughs> we're literally living in Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars, but I like um I like isn't it Yoda part of Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's like he's okay. <laughs> It's like well, there's a desert planet, and then there's like spaceships, and then there's like a jungle planet, and yeah it's 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 weird, and then yeah, you got a bunch of aliens, and they all look weird. I mean, you look at these these <laughs> these fucking people that are uh that are pissed off about the the don't say gay bill in Florida, they're all like three hundred pounds with uh with like six rings in their nose and purple hair. And uh, a like pedophile addiction. That They're too. Pedophile. You know? it's
2: yeah. like, that's a takeaway.
1: Yeah. It's like if you
2: feel if you feel like you need to talk to a fucking third grader about sex, you've got a problem. Yeah. You know? oh, like, yeah. Like either way, y-
1: even if you're not a pedophile, you're you're Mr. Garrison from South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's
2: unacceptable. But yeah. the thing is, they keep talking, they keep talking about it becomes acceptable to some people. And it's not acceptable. Or are yeah. hiding things your parents like you know like oh don't tell your parents you know like school this is insane they're take they're indoctrinating your kids to do all these crazy things i mean this is nuts if you can't buy a pack of smokes and an ar at seven years old you probably shouldn't get your dick cut off either i don't know right, you know right <laughs> this is insane i mean like it's like you just you can't pick and choose if the kid can get his fucking pito cut off at you know eight years old and get himself a set of knockers. Well, then he ought to be able to drive. He ought to be able to buy an AR. He ought to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like, well, so all right, like, so my my
1: my yeah. son, who is five, the other day told me. Uh, and, and my son's a very bright bright kid. Like uh, you know, like I said the before, like the whole little spectrum thing. Like he's he's, he's very sharp. Um, but he told me he wanted to be a feathered Indian, but not just any feathered Indian. He's gonna be the last feathered Indian. <laughs> very specific. Yeah, I like I said the the whole autism thing. <laughs> very very specific. <laughs> and uh, and then shortly after that, a couple of days later, he also told me he wanted to be an octopus. So, like, if we're gonna go lopping off dicks, like. You you can't right. do like you cannot be a trans octopus because you they lop your dick back off, back. you are one tentacle short already. And yeah, uh, no, like and you know I my I'm pretty sure my insurance plan is not gonna cover, you know, all eight tentacles. Like like no. they're they're planning on you having a dick and that's counting as one tentacle. That's
2: correct. But and, you know, I mean not not just counting. There are people that identify as whatever the fuck i don't give a shit that's fine i don't yeah. care if you like to do that's great as long as it makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone else but to to just shove yourself down someone's fucking throat you know like i'm i like flannel if you i'm, I'm flannel man i just wear flannel you know it's like who gives a fuck dude like no one gives a shit about you you're not important you know so you know or, or it's like whatever like yeah little kids have imaginations they want to be all kinds of things i don't think it's an appropriate thing but yes you're right these people like the grooming deal this fucking you know how how msm presents all these these fake narratives like oh like it's the it's the don't gay, say gay bill i haven't read it but i seriously doubt that it's doesn't that it says anything about i'm pretty certain it just covers you're not supposed to talk to children about sex. Yeah, before Yeah, this,
1: this exactly. Period. It's like, hey, hey, well, fine. Yeah, fine. yeah. hey, what's, Hel, what's Helga, what's Helga, Helga, just uh, teach math, please, please teach right. math, and then afterwards I mean, teach, or, you know, teach English, and well, then
2: after that, camps anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. We the, homeschool, I, so
2: right. Well, you know, but that's amazing. Every, I mean, everyone should. Everyone yeah. should I, Possible because we have you go to work but i'm just like holy fuck Like, you know your school is basically set up to just be like it's a giant prison it's an indoctrination so you know i don't see why all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, they're doing this to the kids they've been doing this to kids since day one it's brainwashing your kids you go to you go to work and slave away and they teach your kids what they want them to think and know and not
1: know and believe and not believe yeah it's you know, I, I I heard the other day. I I have no. This is completely unverified, but I, I heard it on a podcast. Um, that back in the day, like the the early 1900s, um, when when public education really kind of got ramped up here in the U.S. Um, the the bells for in between classes was uh like the union bell, like at the factory. 'Cause they're oh, teaching absolutely.
3: Because yeah.
1: Yeah, 'cause they're yeah, teaching a crazy bunch crazy. of factory workers. And and at the time that wasn't even like I, I don't even know if it was a, a sinister plot. It was just like, Hey, we we need more factory yeah. workers. It was of course a sinister plot all of it is and
2: so is like instagram with these with like they're only like what like 30 seconds your attention can only be for 30 seconds so they manipulate you easier human beings aren't supposed to live in communities larger than what like 150 people that are like like that. Minded the same yeah you're supposed to have the same you know all these all these things are important and then after like post-industrial revolution you know you had people that you're living in big cities, you're like, you know, suicide rates skyrocket, rape skyrockets, masturbation, addiction skyrocket, all these crazy neuroses and awful things started to skyrocket because people were living in an unnatural state. And now no one grows food. No one knows how to do anything. And you live on your computer, basically, or the metaverse, whatever the fuck that is. Agenda 21. And you, you, yeah great
1: reset there you go mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah <laughs> well the great <laughs> the reset definitely never happened Left, definitely wasn't a book by what whatever mm-hmm. the fuck's his name was klaus, klaus-, klaus schwab. schwab yeah yeah that definitely didn't happen ever you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's
2: the thing is you have to like you have to start embracing traditionalism whatever that might be to you and you have to reject modernity like modern modernity modern no yeah. moderns <laughs> i think that's the correct word modern. yeah but you have, like you have to you have to start rejecting it you know like you homeschool your kid that's terrific you know it's just i don't know it's just too much and and the the less i'm a, i'm around cities or a lot of people i have truly no desire like i was i was living in weatherford and commuting to dallas for work here and there and i would just it would kill me i mean weatherford was bad enough but having to go to dallas was just over fucking wild. i mean oh. unbelievable. you know but yeah but like years ago i'd have been like it sucks whatever unfazed you know yeah but i think I'm just so on edge. I'm like something, something these big
1: cities at any moment are going to start collapsing. Ah, I just start losing my mind, you know? Oh, so it's crazy. I'm very, I I feel the same way. Like I, I, I plan on staying out of all cities for a little while as yeah. much as I can. Like Reno's not a big city. Like, I mean, it's nothing, nothing compared to like, you know, like Dallas or Denver, like that, let alone LA, you know, Vegas, same way. Like I fucked that i I ain't going anywhere close like reno uh, i'll 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 stay in Denver just long enough to get through for the most part uh but out, outside of that like you know i just i want I want a lot of room between me and a big giant pe- uh, group of people yeah same
2: and i and, but I used to not really feel that way you know i mean i used to it didn't affect me as much, but I just think with what's going on in society and just the way are I just
3: feel like I mean, they fell a lot.
1: A lot. So, yeah. You know. Well, and then you know, there, there's people, people like us that, uh, yeah, like you also, you know, you kind of like to drift, and uh, you know, drifting, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of money, especially nowadays when 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 fuel's six six dollars a gallon. So, drifters, if they if they can't afford to drift, they uh, you know they drift to somewhere where they can make a little bit of money until they can drift again. <laughs> and, uh, that just draws people into the city and more people away from, from, uh, you know, where, where your food's grown. And yeah, it's all about centralization and power. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so <clears throat> I've been, uh, I've been thinking about, um, forming my own religion. Hear me out here. <laughs> Um, and not that I have any answers. It's more, more than anything. Uh, like I want to be a televangelist, but I don't want to fuck anybody over. You know, like I'm not, I've also been watching the righteous gemstone. So like, it's, it's kind of factored into my, my thinking here. Um, so, uh, anyhow, like. You know, you know, religions are tax exempt. Joe Osteen and, uh, you know, Ali Sheik Muhammad, uh, neither one of them pay taxes. Right. And, um, the more I look at like the, say the, the Somalian Muslim community up, up in Minnesota. And like Ilhan Omar, she is nothing but a gangster all those somali refugees and, and I, I can i can speak with a little bit of uh a little bit of wherewithal on this cuz i i i spent 6 years in southwest kansas uh tyson has a huge uh processing plant there slaughterhouse there in uh in holcomb kansas <coughs> i used to work in uh in a wing off of that that packing plant but all, all these Somali refugees are brought over so they can sell Halal or they can uh, butcher Halal beef. And, uh, and most of these people, and remember like Somalia has been in a civil war since like Black Hawk down, which we started. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but like, these are just people trying to get out of uh, a 20-year civil war. They also happen to be devout Muslim, and uh, they don't speak English. And so, just like any immigrant community, uh, think of uh, Gangs in New York with the Irish. You you go to the boss. Ilhan Omar is the boss, and now she's in fucking Congress. And I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, you know, Somali-American relations. It has to do with uh, Ilhan Omar getting paid because she can provide those Somali immigrants to Tyson and Cargill and whoever else for halal beef or not pork, but chicken. I have no, yeah, this is all news to me. I have no idea about any of this. I mean, it's pretty, that's pretty fascinating. But no, not, I just I'm, came up with that yeah. on the spot. So, okay. uh, but, but I am, um, you do some research on that. I think, I think most of that checks out. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I, I bet you, I bet you Ilhan Omar is going to be worth some, some money uh, here, here before, especially if she gets like continues to get reelected. Man, she's gonna be she's gonna be the Somali uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh God, yeah.
2: I mean, that's the thing. All these, all these elected officials—they're just so filthy rich. And start just...
1: start thinking of them as as um as mob families, you know. Yeah, that's, that's start true. start thinking of, of them, and instead of thinking of 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 them as governments, think them of of them as like Tony Soprano and uh Carmine and and all those yeah
2: also truly the, the the finest series of shows sopranos
1: i haven't finished it yet we're uh we're on season 5 i know no spoilers 20 fucking years later but uh, uh it's, it's so, so it holds up it holds up <laughs> like i would never started watching it till uh about I don't know, three months ago or something like that, but it fucking holds up, man. It it is so good. So good. Um, but yeah, like the more, more you start thinking of, uh, of governments as, uh, you know, crime families and it makes a lot fucking more sense. Oh yeah. It's just, it's just terrifying though. Like I said before, Oh
2: yeah. What we're living in is it's just absolutely terrifying and overwhelming. But you know, I try to just kind of I stay informed, like very informed, but mm. I also do my own thing, you know. Yeah. Like I don't so
1: I don't Yeah, know. well <laughs> and yeah, they're they're the big biggest thing that that keeps people like kinda under under lock and key is they don't think of our government as a crime family. They'll think of the rest of the world as a crime family. But not, not ours. Just, yeah.
2: Yeah, like they're like the
1: atrocities done overseas. I am like, have you been unfamiliar
2: with the atrocities that we've done to countless countries?
1: Yeah, I mean, just the the most publicized one was like I don't know, six eight months ago uh, when uh, during the Afghanistan dr- withdrawal, and we drone bombed a an aid worker and his entire fucking family and said it was <laughs> ISIS, or just dropping bombs on Syria for yeah. what how many <laughs> or. <laughs> I mean, or or uh, supplying the bombs that they're dropping on Yemen, basically a genocide over there. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, Hey, it's, it's unbelievable. Or, orange man, bad, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, wild. What a, what a world we live in. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, what's your, what's your favorite type of horse? Like what, like personality wise, Oh geez, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um,
2: I guess I really I don't I can't answer that. I mean, I I've I've ridden so many with so many different personalities, you know. Um, Yeah. I just I just like a horse that's got that's got a lot of try. Yeah. And you know, and just wants wants to listen, wants to, you know doesn't want to guess what's next. It's kind of is like, all right, what's, what is next? We're in tune. This is what's next. You know, I don't like being like, holy shit, that's not what's next. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, don't be guessing. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't really, I, I can't, nah. I can't answer that.
1: Well, anyway. I, I like, I like, I I like a lot of try. I like that's, uh But that comes with uh, some baggage sometimes. Uh, but, oh yeah. Yeah. But, if they're gonna try, I like them. I'll I'll stick with them. Uh, when they when they quit trying, or when they like, or when they just never quit fighting, then then like that's when I'm done. Like, yeah, they've got to be able to take a joke too, once a while.
2: they
3: need to be able to take it.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. Like I need to be able to stick you in the shoulder every now and then, just just for for fun, and and you take it well.
2: I've, I've, I've got um, a horse I've had for a minute and he's, he's a pretty good, he's not, he's not like, you know, top dog or nothing, but he's pretty good and we, we get along. Pretty good. We've seen some stuff together and done stuff together. And, you know, we just, we just keep on trucking. So he's a, he's a pretty good old fella. I'll probably never
3: get rid of him.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, they're in, in your part of the world. Is that, uh, are you are you tie hard guy or are you uh you slick horn or are you dallying on rubber? Uh well,
2: depends. Um never t- I never tie hard, but I would definitely say more times than that, uh slick horn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that's um uh, you are kinda it It depends on what battle you've got. But around here
2: you've got a lot of guys that are I really don't know too many people in general outside of Texas that that tie hard.
1: Yeah, that's eastern New Mexico a little bit, but um, I, I think I think maybe some down in Arizona, but <clears throat> yeah, it, it's more more of a Texas Oklahoma thing. Yeah, Texas is real serious about it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they crazy. they get all butt hurt about it. Yeah, they're pretty pretty tough about it. Yeah. yeah I, just... I, I will say that you don't see a whole lot of them missing their fingers, but um also you never hear them <laughs> sh- you never hear them shut the fuck up about it either.
2: <laughs> With all their fingers pointing at them, no. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I I, I I I've never
3: I've never done it. I never Hmm. Thank you, froze. Am I froze? No, I'm not froze. Oh, lost you there. yeah oh, all right. That was that was, was answers were a little <laughs> delayed, and then I just lost. You.
1: <laughs> No, it's all right. Um, no, it, it's funny how those uh, how those rivalries start up with the with the Buckaroo deal. lot. I, I really don't care either way as long as the guy get a job done.
3: Yeah, I'm not
2: cowboy enough to care about either one. I'm just thankful I get to ride
1: around on some. Not cowboy <laughs> yeah. enough to care. Somebody should write a song.
2: A cowboy up to care. It's true. I'm just thankful I get to fucking ride around on them, see some country with some amazing people, Hell have yeah. some good laughs, and you know, that's to me. That's all I give a shit about. I don't care. Fuck yeah. You know, about all that stuff. I'm, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by every aspect of it. So there's not, you know, there's no right or wrong. Left or right, up and down to me. I just, I'm just thankful and grateful, you know? And yeah. truly, I just am like, I can't believe I get
1: to do this. This is awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, uh yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't get to see as, as much cool country as you do. I just, I see the same pins every day, but I don't know. I, I look around and, and there's a, there's a lot worse things to be done. And I, 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 I don't, I don't hate going to work. And, uh, that's, that's one thing I've never, I've never stuck around at a job that I hated.
3: Yeah. Me either. I definitely
2: have never, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. like the day where, where I start dreading going into work is the day I update my resume. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, there's days where I dread working, but it's not, it has nothing to do with the outfit. It's usually about the weather or, Whatever the chore is for the day, but it's not it has nothing to do with you know with with the, with the job itself. But when I like when every day becomes a chore, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and that's and certain things can do that, you know.
2: But you just you have to just adjust, you know. Mm-hmm. I just try to adjust, <laughs> you know. It's like um, I. I couldn't tattoo seven days a week and I go nuts. So I have to adjust. I can tattoo X amount of days a week, do a great job, have a great time. Yep. Appreciate it. And you know, that's it. So, so you got, you know, you just got to know, know what's in for you.
3: I guess you could say. Yeah. Um,
2: now I, I, mean, th- yeah, I think you're like right. I, said, I just, you know, I was just, I, you know, I just say, I mean, I just, just being able to do it, be able to, I mean, you, you know, hell, if I, if you had a choice between never riding a horse or just only be able to ride it in a little ass pen or something, I mean, it'd be hard to never ride it, you know, you'd be like, well, that little pen sucks or that's, you know, it's a little, little, whatever, little round pen that I have to ride in. that's the only spot I can go. I don't know. It would be heartbreaking not to be able to ride. It's just, I just, I don't know. That's something for your attitude. That's something for your mind. That's something for yeah, every but,
3: aspect of you.
1: And yeah, just, the good thing yeah. is like you stay in the pens very long, and your horses get sour too. But the good thing where I'm at is uh, I got about a hundred thousand acres of desert right outside the front gates. So horse gets an attitude, I get an attitude. We can go, we can go stretch out. Sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's, uh, there ain't nothing better for, for a horse or a man is, uh, just miles. No, it's true. That's
2: absolutely true. I, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I always, when, sometimes when I'm going like on long desert drives or whatever, I, you know, you'll, you'll kind of like daydream looking out the window and you're like, God, well, what if I was just, what if you were just riding across this right now? You know, like, what if, oh, like, yeah. what if, what if,
1: what if? And that's just where my brain goes. I'm always what if. I yeah, I, I get to doing that too, and then it's like, oh shit, that cow turned back. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Well, Bailey, it's uh, it's getting kind of getting late here time, but uh, man, this is fun. Let's do it again sometime, huh?
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, it's you know. Somewhat entertaining and not the most boring one you've done. (laughs) No, man, I,
1: I enjoyed the shit out of it. So, uh, it's, uh, no, we should, we should do it again for sure. Uh, but, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. If you want them to find you, if not, well, we'll just peace out
2: i <laughs> uh, just got a little instagram it's just bailey h robinson you can send me hate dms or whatever if you yeah. want, or, or love letters either way well received, if you get any dick pics
1: from this one we'll uh we'll uh, we'll do a patreon <laughs> episode and, and do it and just critique uh,
2: uh yeah we could do that
1: there's sure. <laughs> uh,
2: no dicks playing piano though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no Zelensky's. Um, don't go full no, Zelensky. I, I, <laughs>
2: yeah. Don't pull a, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thanks for having me. It's yeah. great, that's great chatting. And uh, yeah, if anyone, you know, thanks for listening to this. If anyone listens to it, and sorry if uh, if it was boring.
1: Yeah. No, man, it was fun. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And love your ass. We're burning daylight. Take care. I
0: got the tattoos, right, blue The tattoos, blue to things through first My tattoos are blue I got the tattoos blue. So, Hey I got no rigors. So you're feeling creative and a bit illustrative and are wondering just what to do. Well, march yourself down to the parlor around the next corner and get a tattoo. Your options are endless. Just have the apprentice show you his previous work. Get yourself an eye popper. A real job stopper. Sit down in the chair, you poor jerk. For a scratcher with talent, the rainbow is your palette. Any color or shade, any hue. And until you're dead, your art will turn heads. And eventually, also turn blue. I got the tattoos blues, the tattoos blues. I should have thought things too first. The tattoos are blue, I got the tattoos blues. But hey, I got no rigors. Get an armband that's tribal, but remember it's final, or yin or yang on your wrist. Maybe a stamp on the small of your back, or true love or hard luck on your fists. Full sleeve or just angled or fully star spangled with the flag bursting out from your hide. Or in some kind of cursive that's vaguely subversive, get the date that your great uncle died. Get Sabbath or Slayer or the lines from a prayer or your telephone area code. Get a tear by your eye and make it look like you're crying about the spider webs on your elbows. Get the names of old lovers entirely covered with a badly drawn sketch of your kids. Or get a shamrock Fitz Kelly or your hood cross your belly in gothic illegible script. Get a character, Asian, mistakenly blazing a message to the name what you think. Cause they swore it meant knowledge but really says olives forever in permanent ink. I got the tattoos blues, the tattoos blues. the should have thought things through first. My tattoos are blue, I got the tattoos blue, but hey, I got no rigor. Hey. Well, if you're still thinking you really need it, can just be sure what it is that they're selling. Because with it, you're stuck and you're plum out of luck if they don't get it right with the spelling. Because it's R before E, except after three in the morning, you picked the wrong artist. If he's open that late, the chances are great you were drunk and he wasn't the smartest. But you've given your future to this ignorant butcher, so when he's carved you up with the gun, send a few words to heaven, take a deep breath, and then look in the mirror when he's done. Because the needle, it stings, but I'll tell you the thing that over the years really hurts. Is when you go to view your brand new tattoo, and to your horror, it reads... No regrets.